Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. Hope everyone has had a great week. It's been really cold here in Michigan. Uh, some days starting off with a negative wind chill in the morning. And I don't know about any of you, but when it gets cold like that, I just, I stiffen right up and my body doesn't even like to work. But some cool things have happened this week. Two new countries have joined the list of places where this show has been accessed. So that is really, really cool. Somebody accessed the show from Jamaica and somebody accessed the show from El Salvador. So again, that takes the total up to 118 countries that this show has been downloaded in. And this week, I think we may cross 80,000 in total downloads. And I've been fighting a bit of a cold, so I apologize for the uh, stuffy sound here as I do this episode. But on to today's episode. So reading through the forums this week, I noticed there was a real uptick in questions about JAK inhibitors, J-A-K inhibitors. And that's not a new medication, but it's one that's really come on in the last little bit for axial spondyloarthritis. And just here about three weeks ago, there was finally some FDA approval for the use of a drug called Zelgens, which is a daily pill that you take to be used for the fighting of ankylosing spondylitis. So I don't know the way the the articles are written. They don't say if it's approved for non-radiographic use at all or if it's only approved for the ankylosing spondylitis. But it's a big step nonetheless for folks that have not had luck with NSAIDs or they need more than that, have not had luck with TNF inhibitors or the IL-17 inhibitors, we now have another arrow in the quiver to use towards fighting this disease. So that is really fantastic. So there was a release of an article on the Spondylitis Association of America that talked about this, and I'll have a link to it down in the show notes. And it uh, is by a couple of doctors, one of them being Mohammed Khan, uh, out of the Cleveland Clinic, which many, many of you are familiar with. And I'm just kind of going to go through it. And again, I'll post a link to it. And I'm going to apologize right up front. I'm going to butcher these drugs' names. There's just no way around it. So I apologize up front. You can go read the article and, and pronounce them whatever way that you see fit. But <laughs> I apologize. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher them. So let's get into this article because I think it's kind of interesting goes on to start off by saying that biologic medications, you know, including TNF inhibitors and IL-17 inhibitors, have changed the face of treatment for spondyloarthritis, slowing disease progression and improving outcomes for countless people living with this disease. And that's very true. When I started and was first diagnosed with this disease back in 1984, your only option was NSAIDs. That was it. And there was no other option for trying to slow down the damage of this disease, trying to mitigate some of the conditions that you go through. So you just kind of had to deal with it, and it was horrible. And as this level of understanding has progressed and moved forward, not that I want anybody to be diagnosed with it, but as you get diagnosed now and you have these different options to use, do it. I encourage you to 
try what's going to be best for you so that you don't end up in a condition like me where you're disabled, using handicapped parking, all the things that are the negatives of this disease because you chose not to fight it with all the tools that were available to you. As he goes on to say, a significant number of patients whose disease activity cannot be managed with non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs alone do not tolerate or respond well to biologics, the traditional ones we think of, the Humira, the Embril, things like that. Thus, there is still a considerable number of people living with uh, spondyloarthritis whose disease activity cannot be controlled with currently approved medications. For this population, there is still an unmet need for other effective treatment options. And that's where these JAK inhibitors come in. Janus kinase are the latest class of synthetic, non-biologic disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs that have been proven effective in clinical trials for the treatment of multiple forms of arthritis, including psoriatic arthritis and ankylosing spondylitis. Not only is it exciting to have a treatment option for AS under consideration by the FDA, but its delivery mechanism may be welcome change for those accustomed to injections and infusions. The JAK inhibitors are taken orally as pills. These medications specifically target the JAK family of enzymes, namely JAK1, JAK2, JAK3, and the TYK2, each of which are involved for the cell to make more than 60 different cytokines and growth factors. So unlike biologics, which inhibit the effects of one single cytokine, the JAK can block the effects of multiple cytokines that are implicated in the pathogenesis or development of many immune-mediated rheumatic diseases, including AS. They have a shorter half-life compared to biologics, means they're active in the body for less time, which means if they are discontinued, any side effects will disappear in a swifter fashion. That's also good for folks. If you take this and you don't have a positive reaction, it's going to be out of your system in a much faster form than, than a traditional injection was. The JAKs are just as effective as biologic medications in the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis, with some recent research reporting even superior results as compared to Humira in terms of some clinical and functional outcomes. To date, three JAKs are improved in the U.S. for use in patients with RA. There's Pfizer's Zelgen, Eli Lilly's Olamiant, another pan-JAK inhibitor, and AbbVie's uh, Renvoc, which is a selective JAK inhibitor. The 2021 ACR guidelines for the treatment of RA consider these as a viable second-line treatment option if patients who have an inadequate response to the methotrexate alone on equal footing with TNF and non-TNF biologics. So that is fantastic news as, again, any research done in these medications, any research done on the condition of axial spondyloarthritis benefits all of us. Something is usually discovered as they go along. It might go down to a path that's something that doesn't work, but that's good. They can eliminate it, move on. And if it is good, that just can have implications for all of us, whether we take that specific medication or not. So following FDA approval of Zelgens in 2012, for rheumatoid arthritis, three other medications have also demonstrated efficacy in patients with various forms of spondyloarthritis. Most of these trials were conducted in patients with psoriatic arthritis, and as such, have already been approved for the treatment of psoriatic arthritis in the U.S. and Europe. Currently, treatment options for axial spondyloarthritis are limited compared to those for RA and psoriatic. 
NSAIDs remain the recommended first-line medications, and then if symptoms are not relieved by NSAIDs, the monoclonal biologic drugs such as TNFI and IL-17 inhibitors are prescribed. However, about 30% of axial spinal arthritis patients, they don't respond adequately to these medications, and that's where these JAKs may come in as a new avenue of therapeutics for these axial spinal arthritis patients. And it may even come in line where if you are not able to give yourself a shot or uncomfortable with giving yourself a shot, you can go on to one of these pill-based medications and hopefully get the same type of response. So they do go on to talk about in this article a whole lot of the outcomes and the research behind how people fared with taking these different medications. And I'm going to encourage you to go read the article. I'll have a link to it in the show notes because it is kind of in-depth, and I think you'll get a lot more out of it by reading it uh, yourself as you go through it. So just know that the basic gist of this is that we've got a new treatment option that's coming down the pipeline from three different drug manufacturers that could be a sizable addition for folks that are dealing with axial spinal arthritis. You're talking 30% of the people that don't respond to traditional meds and now have a potential new one coming. That's huge. That is a really good news story to start off 2022. So thank you again for listening. I hope everybody has a wonderful week and let's look forward to getting this above 80,000 downloads in total. Have a great day and take care.